Have you ever wanted to get a free Tesla? Well, apparently, if you're a pretty good Amazon seller or like an Amazon FBA seller, you could actually get a Tesla. So, let's get into the story. Amazon sellers are such a hot commodity that one startup is giving away Teslas for referrals. So startups are raising hundreds of millions of dollars to acquire the top independent sellers on the Amazon marketplace, so creating a gold rush to roll up these mostly small businesses into larger entities that have better resources and can pour money into growth. Competition to acquire these Amazon sellers has gotten so fierce that one player, Equa, is giving away a Tesla Model Y to anyone who refers a seller that the company ends up buying. Aqua, founded last year by Renuk Nirmal, has representatives at the annual Prosper Show this week in Las Vegas, where Amazon sellers convene to network and share tips. And the company is handing out T-shirts and flyers to say, "Refer a seller, get a Tesla." So Nirmal said in an interview that as of Thursday, the company had received about 200 referrals in a little over 24 hours since starting the program and launching the promotional webpage. He said the company is willing to give away up to 10 million dollars worth of Model Ys, which retail for a starting price of around 50 thousand dollars. There are two options for rewards. Your, the webpage says you can either get a Tesla. You will have forty-nine thousand nine hundred and ninety dollars to put towards a Tesla model of your choice, or alternatively, you can choose to just take the cash directly. So you could actually get basically fifty thousand dollars in a Tesla, or just the cash. So the red-hot market for Amazon resellers. So much of Amazon's dominance in the e-commerce has come from its third-party marketplace, which is filled with millions of independent sellers. He used the company's logistics services, shipping fulfillment centers, and mammoth customer base to reach buyers, or basically, Amazon FBA. So, growing a business on Amazon has become increasingly complex in recent years due to a surge in Chinese counterfeits and other bad actors who set out to manipulate reviews and get rivals shut down. Aggregators are using those challenges as an opportunity to buy up promising products and storefronts. While using their scale and operational experience to clean up the marketplace for consumers, but pretty much the way to really think about this is like you might be wondering like why would a company just buy another company, you know, like whole system, right? The thing that you gotta understand it sometimes if a company has so much cash, it actually makes more sense and is actually cheaper for them in the long run by brunting this blow. By you know spending like let's say like let's say that there's like an Amazon FBA seller and they're doing you know maybe like a million dollars in revenue per year, right? Well, it would actually be cheaper for a company that has a huge amount of cash to just buy that company, that existing company, the existing operation, and then just basically light. Like just basically pour gas onto it and then light it on fire to accelerate what it's actually doing, and the reason for that is because 
if a company has a massive amount of cash flow or like cash reserves and they have a massive infrastructure already laid out or a foundation already there in place, they can scale pretty much anything, right? Compared to someone who might be doing the $1 million in revenue, but they might actually be stuck at the $1 million of revenue per year because they just don't have the cash or the infrastructure to scale it up further. But they have the positive reviews, they have the sales, they have the Amazon algorithm working for them, right? So they're able to consistently get sales on like a very consistent basis. They've built up an audience base, a customer base, right? But they just can't put gasoline in the car and then light it on fire, basically, right? It's basically like hitting the NOS, but like if you ever watch like Fast and Furious, it's basically like a company buying one of these Amazon resellers is basically like someone going like, 100 to 200 miles per hour with or without NOS, right? And the company that buys this existing company, all they got to do is just hit the NOS button and their, or the nitrous button, and they could just go boom, straight to 200 in like two seconds or something, something crazy, right? And that's just basically the simple understanding of this, right? And like sometimes, let's say that like a company were to like raise a crazy amount of funds, right let's say there's like a company that does like a weird funding round and they get like 200 million dollars of just straight up cash from investors right it is a lot quicker for them to start getting revenue and start scaling their business to exponential levels by simply just buying other companies right and you also see this in massive companies that do this like facebook we'll use facebook as an example as well So Facebook basically did this with Instagram, right? Facebook had the cash, had the infrastructure, had everything that was going on it. Basically, they had the nitrous button, right? And Instagram had the existing users, right? They had the existing data. They had the organic appeal to it, right? Also, it was like a separate brand from Facebook, Right, So whatever stigma Facebook might have had, Instagram did not, right? And so all Facebook had to do was instead of trying to create something that would compete against Instagram, they could just slap Instagram with a whole bunch of cash and just take it over and scale it, right? Because they know that they could just drop, you know, a few hundred million for Instagram or billion or whatever it was that they you know spent and they can and they know that they can make the money back exponentially by just simply owning the asset and then scaling it right so sometimes it's just easier cheaper and better for a bigger company to just simply buy a smaller company that is consistently doing well or basically has things in place that all they basically need to do is just Light it on fire. And again, you also see these things in like the Shark Tank kind of stuff, you know, with Kevin O'Leary, where basically all the companies that he tends to invest in are companies that already have everything basically existing in place, but all they need to really scale is cash. That's what they need. And that's what they, what uh, Kevin O'Leary tends to offer them. 
So the red hot market for Amazon resellers. So much of Amazon's dominance. Okay, Aquabo okay. has raised over one hundred and sixty-five million dollars in equity. So that's why they have so much cash and debt to buy Amazon marketplace retailers, building a business with close to two hundred million dollars in revenue from those entities. And see, this basically explains what I was talking about. They raised over one hundred sixty-five million dollars in equity and debt to buy Amazon marketplace retailers, which they created a business total. Of two hundred million dollars in revenue from all those different assets, so it's one of the busiest corners of the startup market. As companies like Thrasia, which ranked twenty second on the twenty twenty one CMB Disruptor fifty list, along with Perch, Heyday, Branded, and Boosted Commerce, have raked in billions of dollars combined to pull together businesses that have grown up on Amazon. So Nirmal said the top sellers are so inundated with pitches that it's difficult to get meetings with them. As a seller, when you get a message from someone about acquiring your business, you think of it as a spam and go about your day. Said Nirmal, who previously spent over a year in Amazon's marketplace business and also started his own brands and consulting businesses, this is a unique opportunity to connect with friends, family, and people that surround these sellers. Now, while Nirmal didn't attend the Prosper show, he sent a few of his 60 full-time employees, including the head of sales, to network and meet sellers, and Aqua. Aquaco also had some contractors distributing flyers and handing out merchandise. So rivals Thrasio, Heyday, and Perch had an even bigger presence at the show, as they were paid exhibitors with floor space and some speaking slots, according to Prosper's website. It's the biggest change from the last conference in 2019, when the raw market was in its infancy, and Thrasio was founded in 2018, and others followed over the next couple of years. So the total attendance at Prosper's appears to be up 15% to 20% over the last in-person show in 2019, which attracted over 1,500 people. A conference representative said, and the show began on Tuesday and wraps up on Thursday. So how to lure sellers? Casey Goss, a vice president at Thrasio, attended the show as part of the, his company's contingent. He told CNBC that he joined in April 2020 as employee number 26, and that the last time he checked last week, the company had a workforce of 930. So the roster has raised 1.75 billion dollars, the most of any company in the space. While it's not giving away Teslas, the company did host a pricey party Wednesday night at the Bellagio Hotel, called Feast by the Fountains, referring to the resort's outdoor fountain show. Goss said he expected about 180 people. So, Feast by the Fountains will offer five-star American cuisine, an open bar of top-shelf cocktails inspired by the top supper clubs around the world. The website for the event said. So, Goss said that the topic of aggregators have been front and center at the show, and that the companies have to find clever ways to meet sellers. We try to throw a nice event to allow high-end networking. He said, "It's a good opportunity not only for us to hang out." With prospective sellers that may want to sell to us and people that have sold to us, but also we're pretty intentional about just building good relationships in the community. So for Akuko, this year's Prosper is its first big event, and the company said it's trying to get its name out to more people. And the Tesla giveaway program is a way to make a splash, which I agree. So David Lam, the company's vice president of growth strategy, said he's been working with Tesla's enterprise sales team on the program. The startup did not get reduced pricing on the Model Ys, but he expects that once the program reaches about 20 cars, a discount will kick in, and then perhaps a steeper discount at the 50th sale. 
So Tesla giveaways have become more commonplace among nonprofits as a way to raise money and give people a chance to win through online raffles. The overall popularity of the cars is the main reason Tesla says it's able to keep down marketing. Promotional and advertising costs, which were immaterial over the past three years, according to its latest annual report. Akoko says in the giveaway material that it accepts leads for businesses with at least $500,000 in revenue, but Nirma expects to generally buy sellers that have topped $1 million. Wow, this is basically exactly what I pretty much stated. So Nirma won't say how many acquisitions he's completed to date, but said that three deals have been signed this week that will bring in about $40 million in revenue, and those all came prior to the Tesla giveaway. Normal said Ecuador started marketing the program at Posper and will continue this week with ads across social platforms and Google as well as through influencers. If there's a business that looks good and fits into our partner profile, we want to give away these Teslas, Normal said. And again, this is basically, you know, trying to buy existing Amazon FBA sellers that are already doing very good business that already have basically things in place so that it's easy for these people to just, you know, like, hey, I just want to, you know, slap you around with a few million dollars. Will you accept that, right? Because they know that this could just keep on adding and adding and adding onto their total revenue. Because you also got to think about it too. Another way that they can justify doing this is by since... All these companies have gotten funding and basically, you know, they're basically getting like they're like public companies now. Well, the thing is, by dramatically increasing their revenue, dramatically just scaling their growth. Right. Which is what pretty much every investor wants to see. They can actually justify a higher price for their company later down the line. Right. So within like five years, if they're able to 10, 20, 30 X their total revenue, and it doesn't necessarily matter how much profit they're actually making because of how they're trying to grow their business. Like their business model is very different than like someone who wants to just make a bunch of money, buy a Lambo or like, you know, live a good life. Right. Their business model is I want to grow this company as fast as possible. I want to raise as much money as possible. I want this company to be worth multiple billions of dollars. And I want this company to just continuously scale up in price and in revenue and in reach, right? It's a very different business model than someone who just wants to make, you know, a million dollars cash after taxes per year, right? Very, very different. And that's something that you really got to understand because you also got to think about it too. You know, like why would some of these Amazon FBA sellers be willing to sell their existing companies that they're doing on Amazon, right? And the reason for that is because they know they could pretty much just duplicate what they're doing with different products and grow that thing and potentially sell that later on as well. But also Amazon FBA tends to have very small returns, right? Like the actual like profit margins on like Amazon FBA is actually very low. So you like a million dollars in revenue might really be more like one to $300,000 that you actually put into your pocket, right? So that's why you got to like really think it's like, okay, how much money are these people actually making, right? So if you have like a million dollars in revenue per year, because again, it's a little bit different 
than like a normal like just buying a business, right? Because typically you'd buy a business based off the profit, like a multiple of the profit. But because this business is simply so fo- like these you know companies that are buying all these different businesses, since they're so focused on the revenue aspect, they might actually buy the companies based off a of multiple off of the revenue and not actually by the profit. So let's say, you know, a Amazon FBA seller is doing a million dollars in revenue, but might only be making like a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars per profit per year, right? And we'll just keep it simple and say like that's what they actually put into their bank account after everything's said and done. Right? Let's just say that. Right? Well, it makes more sense for them to end up selling their existing Amazon FBA business to one of these companies for like, let's say like a multiple of like four on the revenues, like $4 million, right? It makes more sense for them to sell their business like that for $4 million after like taxes, expenses, blah, 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 kind of stuff, fees, everything said and done. They might pocket like $2 million, maybe a little bit more than $2 million, that saves them a hell of a lot of time. They can technically retire. They can basically do whatever they want. They can start a brand new business. Like It buys them more freedom and more choice. So you can see why some of these Amazon sellers would be more likely or be willing to do something along those lines of basically selling their existing business, right? So that's something to really keep in mind, right? Like If you're going to try to like create a business, typically it tends to be better to go simply buy like how much profit you're making and all that kind of stuff. Focus on the profit, focus on sales and all that kind of stuff. Eliminate your costs as much as possible. But the way that these businesses are doing or going about their way of trying to like scale up their companies super fast, they don't really care too much about profitability. They simply care about, okay, what is our revenue this year? What is our revenue this quarter? What is our revenue? Are we growing? Are we growing? If we're not growing, we're failing. We got to grow every single quarter, every single year so that we could justify a higher stock price and all that kind of stuff. So that's something to really uh, keep in mind. By the way, if you want to learn how to master your money so that you are not living paycheck to paycheck, you don't have a crazy amount of debt, you could actually become debt free as long as you work hard and you want to follow a very simple process that anyone of any income level can actually do and stick with go down below and learn the secret to mastering your money and we'll see you in future episodes hey this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses so if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help go down below and learn how to master your money and This is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.